Hello and welcome to the inaugural episode of Turner's Digest. My name is Alex, otherwise known as Fear the Z. So a brief introduction of this. I was kind of inspired by the Daily Churn podcast. I'm not sure his name, but um, you should definitely check him out, thedailyjournpodcast.com. Anytime he publishes a new episode, I pretty much instantly listen to it. I don't think he's published one this month just yet. He usually does a monthly recap, but basically what he does is goes through his churns for the month, whether it be for credit cards or for bank accounts. He recommends ones that he thinks that are worth venturing towards and giving his feedback on some of them and just giving some updates on some of his churning journey. He's going for a lean fire personal finance journey and I really enjoy listening to his insights. He's been super helpful. I've done a lot of things because of him, including things like a bunch of meal kits, a lot of good bonuses for those, as well as a bunch of data points and recommendations for different bank account bonuses. So big shout-outs to him, and thanks for the inspiration for making this. I was looking out there for other podcasts that are similar to his because I was kind of trying to scratch that itch that he had given me and unfortunately only post once a month or about there about around about that much and i i love the work he does but i'm sure it takes a lot of effort for him to him there's a lot of downtime as well so i figured i'd try making one myself i it's the first podcast i've ever done i have hosted a radio show before briefly um so i have a little experience with a lot of airtime filler but we'll see how this goes um as the description of the podcast says uh, this would be a place for me to share updates and happenings in the churning space. And I'm using the term churning pretty loosely. If you go to our churning, people will... I, I don't think this podcast would do especially well there. Um, but this is more for updates on the churning space, such as bank updates like big API bumps or some fintech updates, some sign up bonuses whether free for bank accounts or credit cards that i think are worth looking at or that i've looked into or that i'm going for or just some other topics related to the personal finance sphere i've been on this on this journey pretty steady for probably around a year a little over a year definitely 2022 i delved into it a little bit deeper and i think i've garnered enough knowledge to share it a little bit i'm definitely by no means an expert and definitely learning along the ways and would love to hear feedback from anybody so without further ado we can step into our first topics here one final note um, i will be writing sort of a a written companion for these posts again kind of stolen from the daily churn podcast just kind of a supplementary material with some links some further information some further readings if you don't want to listen to a podcast you can just check out the details um, i'll put it on my website fearthez.wordpress.com as well as the simple finances personal finance blog which is blog.simplefinances.net slash fearthez so the first topic i'll discuss is one that was pretty sad to hear was the shutting down of percents so if you don't know what percents is or all your cards in one.com it was a curve alternative if you're not sure what curve is these are solutions these are products that are trying to solve the issue of having to juggle all your different credit cards i'm someone who has like 18 different credit cards i think at this point 
and it's can be difficult sometimes to remember oh which rotating categories if for this month for my discover card or for my chase card um what bank of america boost is going to give me best for certain transactions and what this card allowed you to do was for particular types of transactions such as dining or grocery shopping it allowed you to set up specific rules for those categories and have particular cards be chosen to charge so it was a kind of a one card for all sort of thing hence your all your cards in one they unlike curve have support for mastercard visa and discover credit cards and all debit cards while curve only supports mastercard and visa credit or excuse me mastercard and discover credit cards but again all debit cards so percents what did at one point support amex but had recently stopped supporting them and then of late i think within the past week they had shut down their open beta and there's um representative named ben who frequents the simple finance discord and he was chiming in and saying oh we weren't going to shut down we're just closing off the beta some business partner wasn't too happy with the extent of the beta had gone to and then i think within a week or two we received the email saying that presents was shutting down effective six days from the email coming out which is actually tomorrow so rip presents um i think total speculation this isn't based on anything but i i personally think that the reason why it's going to the wayside is probably something to do with visa i know that curve's been having a hard time getting visa support they've been available in the u.s for i think over a year now and they do have in Europe support for visa and debit, but they don't have visa support just yet. Or excuse me. In Europe, they have support for visa and MasterCard, but in U.S., they don't have support for visa just yet. So I, I'm thinking that visa is giving a hard time to curve and maybe percents wasn't exactly very forthright, forthright with what they were doing. And when visa caught a whiff of it, they kind of set them a cease and desist but again that's total speculation i don't i don't know what's happening in the inner workings of percents but i know that they had to quickly close down ship and we haven't heard from ben since then um in the personal finance discord or the simple finance discord excuse me so that's unfortunately gone but thankfully i still have curve uh one note on curve someone in the simple finance discord did mention that they, their significant other applied for Curve just recently, and in the application they mentioned that Curve was offering a metal card, and many people, including myself, in that Simple Finance Discord took it upon themselves to message support and be like, hey, so I heard that there's a metal card lying around. Could we get one of those? And lo and behold, we have been told that they've been mailed to us. So if you do have Curve and care about credit card being metal or you care about having unique designs on your cards that's an opportunity you can mention support it did take some convincing i did send a screenshot of someone else getting approval that was provided in the simple finance discord i was initially told no but then i was like pretty pleased and they gave it to me so shout out to the simple finance discord for helping me out there after curve we have iconic this was a debit card that i opened up pretty off the whim I, I have a habit of opening up many accounts i have on my 
blog a post of all the different card images that I have, including scans as well as Apple Wallet image rips, just kind of for, I don't know, collecting purposes. It's my Pokemon collection. Leave me alone. Um, but this one I never really got to use. They bragged about like a 2.3% cash back on their debit card across everything. I don't really know how it worked. never really dove into it. I think I have like a couple of dollars with them. Um, but they're shutting down also effective tomorrow. They were heyiconic.com. And I really got much use out of it. They've been emailing me nonstop to take the money out of the account. But honestly, I don't even remember what my password was. So I'm just going to have them mail me a check. They keep telling you to log in and remove your funds. But in the fine print, it says, if you don't do anything, we'll just mail you a check. So I'm just going to do that. Um, if you're in a similar boat, don't worry about it. They'll just mail you a check. Moving on from Iconic, something that happened recently... Um, since this is the first episode, I'm just kind of hodgepodging it from things that have happened in the past couple of weeks. But for some people who are familiar with Enzo, it's a another fintech that's offering extremely competitive interest rates on their checking account, as well as offering 1% back on some select merchants on their debit card, including PayPal. Um, the interesting tidbit there that we found was PayPal offers something called PayPal Bill Pay which allows you to pay for certain bills like utility bills and even credit card bills through their UI and allows you to actually choose a debit card on some occasions. And some people found that PayPal Bill Pay worked with Enzo's debit card and it was awarded the 1% cash back. Recently, there was a change to how Enzo was, I believe, Enzo was accurately flagging those transactions. Um... In, in addition to the PayPal transactions, there was also, you can pay your city credit cards over the phone with a debit card. And with that, it also earned 1% with the Enzo debit card, but that has recently been rescinded. I believe there's a there's been a change to, I think, the way that Enzo is processing the transactions in terms of the city card paying over the phone. I believe that those are showing up as cash transfers and not actual purchases and obviously the way that Enzo was funding these rewards were from the interchange that the debit card was earning I'll try and find a link to show the tables of interchange that are charged if you're if you're a bank that has less than some upper limit of assets you get to charge a higher interchange there was a recently a law that that capped the interchange for certain debit cards but there is a carve out for debit cards issued by banks that are smaller and enzo i think was capitalizing on that but since the transactions are coming through as a cash transfer and not a debit purchase they don't get the same interchange so that is no longer earning cash back i know some other people are trying to find similar replacements for that i think fold is one of them they offer some kind of, I think, sort of wheel of fortune rewards for their debit card purchases, but I haven't personally delved into that. I kind of got sick and tired of PayPal bill pay, just not sending my bill or charging my checking account or what have you, so I kind of let up on that venture. But that's Enzo. That's at joinenzo.com. I really enjoy their product. I use that as a my backup savings account in addition to Juno which offers 5% up to 
25k and then four percent on the rest so anything over 25k i kind of just shove into enzo and then i also have enzo's grandfathered rent cash back which will be expiring i think in june or july so i'll be milking that until that's over but now that i mentioned juno uh, i can briefly talk about some updates there they recently just went through a transition and they changed their crypto partner so they had a pretty long downtime of their crypto options and now they're finally back and i just received a offer for a 10k j coin 10,000 j coin promotion where all you have to do is just purchase 50 dollars of any crypto on juno's platform i chose usd coin because or usdc because it's quote-unquote stable i've got burned by that in the past so nothing in crypto stable but you just have to purchase it once you can sell it immediately there's no holding period i message support and confirm that as well as confirm that you can use usdc just made a 50 dollars purchase and i should be getting a 10,000 j coin airdrop coming i think it's the 28th they said it'll come by so that's a pretty easy one i'm not sure if it's i, I take that back it is targeted you did have to not purchase anything on crypto i believe since like january 5th or something but if you were offered that it's a pretty easy 10k j coin but something you might think what what the hell am i going to do with this j coin and they did just offer to just do the introductory offer for gift cards and i thought it was incredibly interesting the way that they're going about this gift cards is very convoluted you have to first unlock the ability to redeem gift cards with a 15,000 J-Coin purchase to unlock your ability to purchase gift cards. And then your first gift card's free. So essentially your first gift card's 15,000. And then your next one's $10 for 5K J-Coin, $15 for 10K J-Coin, $20 for 20 J-Coin. And then it continues. Then there's extra levels which have better earn rates. And then there's cooldown timers. I, I haven't even delved into it. I don't have enough to even get to level two yet and i along with other people in the simple finance discord felt that this is very clearly targeting towards the people who have this enormous allotment of jcoin i mean i'm almost at a hundred thousand and i can't even redeem for level two i've been using juno as my main bank for a couple months now and i've been using them otherwise for cash back here and there and i just think it's kind of ridiculous that these things are valued so highly and i i voiced my opinion to the to juno's ceo varun and he he sent an email out just giving an update on the product and i replied to him and gave him some remarks stating how i'm disappointed with the redemption implementation how i've been using juno pretty consistently for a couple of months i almost have 100,000 jcoin and that's only value for that's okay can only redeem 75 dollars worth of gift cards and how i feel that the current gift card offering is only targeting the upper 1% of Gcoin balance users. And he did get back to me with kind of a boilerplate, nothing burger. Thanks for taking the time to write such point of feedback. We want to make gift cards valuable and accessible to everyone, not only the top percent, top 1%. I have shared your feedback for the team. We're working on improving the entire gift card experience. I don't expect to see any change, but hey, it was nice of him to reply back to me. So that's a little update on Juno. Some other thing I've been working through is oxygen. So 
if you're not familiar with Oxygen, they offer a couple different banking products. They're all checking account died to a debit card, but specifically they offer some unique rewards, one being $1 off any fast food or really restaurant purchase. I use that if I purchase is like say under $15 because they usually earn around five and a half, six percent 6% on my dining purchases. So if I'm buying a coffee, I'll toss it on my oxygen card and get a dollar back. What was interesting, however, is I received my 1099 from oxygen and they are claiming that I earned $619.98 in interest which is absurd. I went through and I counted everything that I, I did purchase, and I'll give a link to the exact breakdown, but I added up to $428 that things I could be considered as interest. I included things like the annual fee reimbursement for my debit card, uh, which I was given through a sign-up bonus that I got from transferring over from Point. a $100 referral bonus that I got, again, from switching over from Point, as well as a, an extra $10 referral bonus, two $15.49 Netflix reimbursements, and then, like, almost $100 worth of just cash back. And then the only actual interest I earned was $2.02. So adding all that up still has a missing around $200 that they just kind of poofed into thin air. I don't exactly know what happened. So I reached out to them, gave them a call, and they told me they'd get back to me. They never got back to me. I gave them a call back. And they told me, oh, you had to send us your 1099, which they didn't ask for. So I sent it in. Then they told me that they would get back to me. But I was initially told that it looks like that that number is incorrect. That $619.98 on the 1099 that they already mailed me was wrong. So I got back an email today stating that, in fact, the $619.98 was incorrect. And my actual interest that I earned in the year was $140.87. Now, I have a breakdown of everything that I did earn. I'm not able to add up to $140.87, but I'm just going to take their word for it. It's a lot better than $619. They are going to be emailing me a new 1099 int. I suggest if anyone else is also using oxygen and had a seemingly high interest earned for the year or hell even if you don't I, I think that it's worth reaching out to them and be like hey can you confirm that my 1099 is accurate one thing to note is they might not ask for it but i would send them your 1099 anyway they do have an email that you're able to correspond with and i would shoot them the email just with your attached 1099 give them a call it does take about a half hour to actually get through to a representative but just let them know hey calling to check in on my I think it might be inaccurate. I emailed it over to your support email. Could you take a look? Unfortunately, they're not great at getting back to you. So if you don't hear back in probably five business days, I would give them another call. I was the first time I reached out to them. They didn't follow up and I had to call them again to get them to respond. And then after the three business days, they quoted me. They finally did reply on the third time. So just keep pestering and they'll eventually get back to you. But it's definitely something I suggest you doing if you do have an oxygen account. I think that if you do have correct itinerary of everything that you did earn in the year and you do report under what your 1099 says, your chances of getting audited are very low, but you do have the ability to quote what you did earn. 
Obviously, I'm not a tax professional, and this isn't tax advice, but that's what I probably would have done if they didn't reach back out to me. So just some words for the wise. And then finally, just a couple other things I wanted to touch on. Some interesting changes that Chase made is previously a credit limit increase would result in a hard pull, and now it doesn't. So that's always a plus. Um, I know a lot of people like to see if they can bump their credit limit up. Helps with utilization, helps you with some headroom if you need it for a large purchase. So that's good to hear. Something I never got into and I was considering, but I'm not really in the Apple ecosystem, was a Paceline credit card. But it looks like they had just shut down recently. Unfortunately, those people that did sign up for the card, the way that the sign-up bonus worked was they would give you enough to reimburse you for an Apple Wallet, or excuse me, an Apple Watch, if you continued to meet their exercise goals. But the way that worked was you'd have to meet it every month, and then every month they'd give you a statement credit back. And then at the end of the sign-up bonus, you would have accumulated enough statement credits to pay off that Apple Wallet purchase. Excuse me. Apple Card, excuse me, <laughs> Apple Watch. But unfortunately, it seems like now that the Paceline card is shut down, it's kind of a gray area whether they will pay you out for the re- remainder of your sign-up bonus to pay off your Apple Watch, or if you're kind of going to be SOL on that. So there's some conflicting things I read in the FAQ. One section says that It'll just end on 331 and you won't be receiving any more promotions. And then there's another one that says you'll be paid out. So I'm curious to see how they act on that. Another conversation I was seeing on Doctor of Credit and some that I saw on Reddit were Capital One sending out 1099s for the Venture X card. Specifically, some people were quoting that the 1099s they were receiving for their Venture X, excuse me, 1099 MISCs were including the $300 statement credit that they got for the travel portal, which is incorrect. That is not taxable income. It has not been on anybody's 1099 MISC that I've seen. Some things that are being reported, it looks like, are obviously referrals. So those are valued at like $250. And I think like seven and a half cents, something like that. I don't know where they get that number from. It's something to do with how the rewards can be redeemed for points, so it's valued a little bit higher than a dollar. Something else that's not being counted is the $200 ABB credit that also shouldn't be counted. Um, but something that is being counted, it looks like, is global entry credit, and I'm not sure if that's the same for other cards. I don't think it is. When I got my global entry credit from my... Bank of America premium rewards. I don't believe I got a 1099 MISC from them. So I don't think it's very common, but I only think it triggers if you have over $600 being reported on your 1099 MISC. You wouldn't receive it otherwise. I personally got three referrals from my VentureX card, which totaled to like $752 and some odd change because of the weird way that they value the rewards or redemptions, but I don't see any reason why you would be receiving any other money that's going on your 1099 MISC, so definitely keep an eye out for that. And if you try and call the, the phone center, they won't really know what you're talking about. So another thing I thought was interesting were just two final points. Uh, there's two class action lawsuits that are available for most of the U- 
United States public, to be honest with you. There's one for a chicken lawsuit that I think is really funny. It's if you purchase any raw chicken in, in almost every state in the United States from January 1st, 2012 to July 31st, 2019, there's $181 million going out. But since pretty much every single resident in the United States is eligible, don't expect to get much money from this. But why not? I submitted an application. I think I definitely bought chicken in that time. So why not free money? And then one final lawsuit that Dr. Credit hasn't published. And I did put it in their contact this page, but it doesn't seem like they deem it worthy to post is if anyone's heard from me with the Celsius energy drink, there's a class action lawsuit on theirs, which I actually thought was pretty interesting. The lawsuit alleges that the company advertised that there's no preservatives despite there being citric acid in the the drink and i thought it was very interesting and they haven't recalled anything they're just settling out of court with this this class action settlement but some of my friends do purchase this and i actually purchased some on their behalf at costco so i got some costco receipts which fun fact you can just pull them straight off of your costco website membership if you just log in you can see your previous receipts and i submitted those and what's funny is after this lawsuit, they've updated their packaging. They still say that it's has no preservatives, but there's an asterisk. And then that asterisk leads to a, a point that says citric acid is added for flavor and not for the intent of preser- preserving the drink, which I think is incredibly interesting because it is in itself a preservative. The fact that it has a flavor it's kind of a side effect where they're using that as their main effect and claiming they're not using it as preservative. I just thought that was a super interesting way that they're going about going around that problem. But this lawsuit allows you to claim $5 for a package for a package of 14 for one type of Celsius energy drink. And then $1 per package of 14 for another type of Celsius energy drink, or excuse me, $5 per package of 14 of, their on-the-go or flow-fusion-powered powdered drinks, and then $1 per can of their standard energy drink. And if you don't have receipts, you can claim a maximum of $20. And if you do have a receipt, you can claim a maximum of $250. So if you have purchased them at Costco, go into your Costco account, download the receipts, attach them to the lawsuit. Voila, you can receive $1 per can, even if you don't have receipts you can still claim that you bought 20 and received 20 bucks i don't know what the total allotment is that they have for the lawsuit for payouts but the fairness hearing is on march 31st so who knows when we'll receive money for it but it'll be interesting actually that's unfortunate it looks like the deadline has passed it was for february 13th and that is unfortunately passed but i still thought it's an interesting little tidbit how they are claiming that the citric acid was added for flavor and not for preservative. So I'll, I'll leave this in there. But sorry, folks, if you purchased a bunch of Celsius energy drinks. So that'll do it for the epi- first episode of Churner's Digest. Did you like it? Let me know how you feel. Feel free to reach out to me. Um, there's comments available on my blog at wordpress.fearthez.com. You can also reach out to me in the Simple Finances Discord um, at Fear the Z. I'm also on Reddit at Fear the Z. So feel free to reach out to me there, DM me there, tell me it's terrible or it's interesting, some things you'd like to hear, some things you wouldn't like to hear. 
again, big shout outs to the daily Thanks for the inspiration. Thanks for the great listenings. And I hope everyone enjoyed the first episode of the podcast. Have a good one, y'all.